What's up, guys? This is Miles Markowitz. And this is Brad Thomas. Here to give you the best sports insights to beat your book. You only need to ask one question. What's the spread? All right, look at that. We are back off and running on another episode of What's the Spread? Miles on Sports. Mr. Brad Thomas, how we doing? Dude, I'm good, man. Bucks play. Thursday night football, so I'm excited to talk some some NFL. So excited to talk about the big UCF Cincinnati game that who would have guessed at the beginning of the year would be a 21 point spread. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself, man. Let's just get right into it. We are starting off the show with our good friends here at uh, the University of Central Florida and Cincinnati. Which I mean, usually this is this is the biggest game of the year for UCF, but it, it's it's been an interesting year. And now we got Cincinnati as an actual playoff contender sitting in three in the AP poll. 21-point favorites. What are we thinking here? I'm going to go ahead and back the Knights. Uh, 21 points is a lot, man. Whenever I see a line move five points, it's kind of hard to not back it. Mikey Keene has has done okay. You know, three touchdowns. He does have the two picks. Um, The numbers are good. Excuse me. The numbers aren't good for UCF. One and six against the spread. And Cincinnati has an elite defense. But I think this is a game they get up for. You know, uh, it's hard to get up for uh, East Carolina when you're not having a good season. But this is – this is their Super Bowl. This is their national championship. If they upset Cincinnati or they keep it close, that is a program win for them under a new head coach. So I'm just going to go ahead and roll with UCF. Yeah, there is no doubt that, that uh, UCF is definitely going to be up to play this one. But I just have to go off what I've seen from Cincinnati so far. And there's nothing that tells me that they can't cover this 21. Point. It's a massive spread, but I'll go yeah. ahead and roll with Cincinnati here. Hey, the thing with UCF is and I think this might be the first time I've ever picked against them on this podcast. Uh, they've been such a popular pick in years past. Uh, one and six against the spread in their last seven, dating back to last year. Also dating back to last year, two and eight against the spread in their last 10 conference games. Now, to be fair, obviously very favorable spread here to get, you know, three touchdowns. Yeah. Um, and they're missing a night game at Cincinnati. We're, we're looking at a noon start here. Uh, they do get to play on ABC. Uh, but Cincinnati also five and one against the spread in their last six. But the way what Cincinnati has been doing against their conference opponents and, you know, I – UCF is a step up from who they, who else they've been playing in the American, but just so impressed. More specifically on the defensive side, no Dylan Gabriel for UCF, so I'll go ahead and take the big spread. What's next? Totally fair, totally fair. Up next, we have a game I'm very excited for. Number eleven Kentucky taking on number one Georgia, twenty-two point spread, and again, this is another game where I'm taking the big spread, but it's a little bit different for me. Uh, uh, where I'm taking the big the big dog spread, it's a little different for me in this game because of how elite Kentucky's defense is. I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game. Like, I don't know, man. Like, it just feels like a 21 to, like, 7 game. And and it's no knock on, on Kentucky by any means. Like, Will Levis has played good. You know, they're going in the right direction uh, for a program who's, you know, been up and down recently. But this is the number one defense in the country. When you have a team that's only allowed only allowing five and a half points per game, there's no way that, that they score more than seven. But I don't think that... Kentucky is getting enough respect for how good their defense is, and that's a 16, what, 16 and a half points per game. I'm going to go ahead and, and ride the, the the big spreads here. Like, I, when you're giving me two touch, when you give me three touchdowns, it's hard to pass it up. No doubt. I mean, what, what Mark Stoops is doing at Kentucky, we we talk about it when Kentucky has years like this, like they did either in 18 or 19 when, uh, when they had a 10-win season, but it's unreal what he is doing 
uh, with what he's having to compete with, not even just in the SEC, but having to compete with Florida and Georgia uh, year in and year out. Really impressive. Another big spread here. I'm going to go with Georgia. There's no way I hit both these big spreads, but I'm still feeling good (laughs) about both these picks just because I'm going off of what I've seen from Georgia. They've allowed two offensive touchdowns the entire season. Both times they were already up by 21 in those games. The line opened at 26, so it's actually moved in the favor of Georgia, which opening at 26 was also another eye-opener for me. Yep. And then Georgia has just been obliterating spreads, 5-1 and one against the spread this season. It's just you, – you mentioned the Kentucky defense. There's no doubt they're playing really well on that side of the ball. But I just don't see anybody who's, who's going to be able – like when is somebody going to figure out the Georgia defense? Until then, I'll keep riding Georgia because if you're not figuring out the defense, you can't move the ball, then they're just going to do what they did against Arkansas, which is just – from start to finish, just com- yeah. keep you out of the game. I, I mean, Kentucky has to make sure that it does – don't have a slow – I mean, Arkansas wasn't even a slow start. It was it was a travesty. I mean, they took <laughs> themselves out of the game in the first seven minutes. So if you can just find – and here's the thing, too. Georgia's been doing this without Daniels, a quarterback. I mean yeah. – uh, That's so, so playing he, well. So He is playing well, which is which is really impressive. After all the shit that we gave him uh, <laughs> it, you know, last year. But, I mean, he actually is playing really well. And the offense is just riding that great defense. But this the, through the first half of the season, it's one of the best defenses I've ever seen in college football. Georgia always has good defense. Don't get me wrong. But what they're doing to opponents this year it's is wild. unreal. And as I said, no one's figured them out yet. So until then, I will keep riding Georgia. All right, let's go ahead on to another game. Actually, a game that I might be even more excited for in the SEC. We got number 17, Ole Miss. They're two-and-a-half-point road favorites at Tennessee. Tennessee. Good for them, man. They are excited for this game. We we, we got a night game. We're going to get the checker in Neyland Stadium. Yep. It is going to be absolutely rocking. They're having a great season, but Ole Miss still coming in here at two-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, you know, I was on both sides for this one for a while. I'm going to go with Ole Miss for this reason. First of all, that Arkansas game last week was absolutely insane. But yes. what Matt Corral and Ole Miss is saying is, if you want to get us in a shootout, you're not going to win. If you're going to get us in a shootout, we're going to find a way to score more points than you. Tennessee's been putting up a lot of points, too. Yeah, uh, They've they've been getting in some SEC East shootouts themselves. But if this game becomes a shootout like I know it's going to be, even with this, it's, it's surprising that the spread isn't more, I feel like. But I'll take the tiny two and a half points. All I really need is a win there. So I'll go that the Rebs find a way to get it done. Yeah, I'm rolling with Ole Miss as well. Matt Corral this season has been phenomenal. The only slip-up he had was against Alabama. Uh, I mean, like, yeah. and Ole Miss generally dominates this rivalry in terms of covering. And Herndon Hooker looks good, and I think Hypo's got Tennessee rolling in the right direction. Right. But I'm going to go ahead and back the Rebels here. Like, Big Daddy Lane, as you guys know, I'm a big Lane fan. I think he is ready to end this season and really challenge for that first place spot. Because you know what's great about, and, and this is sad for me to say this as an Alabama fan, but what's great for Ole Miss is they're not technically out of the race anymore. Sure. Alabama loses one more. They could be playing in the SEC championship. Yeah, I think this is one of those games where Tennessee comes back down to earth a little bit. I, I, I'm yeah. shocked at how well Hypo has done so far. But uh, really, as I said, with a two-and-a-half-point spread, that's pretty much a money line for me. I'll take that Ole Miss finds a way to win this game. All right, let's go ahead and end it with a top 25 matchup. Number 12, Oklahoma State. Number 25, Texas. Texas, five-point favorites at home here. This is very interesting after what we saw from Texas last week, but how are we feeling about this one? <laughs> I'm rolling with uh, the Longhorns here. It's a one of those classic battles of a great offense versus a great defense. Yeah. I don't think that Oklahoma State, and I said this once before when I was fading them, and I hope it's not going to bite me in the rear, but I don't think Oklahoma State has the offensive firepower to keep up. 
Their defense is good, but is it good enough to stop Bijan Robinson? Good enough to stop Casey Thompson? Texas is, you know, they're turning it around. Sarkeesian knows what he's doing. Like that OU game was so disappointing for all Texas fans out there. Like they had them right where they want them, and and then OU just comes back and even covers the spread. So I I think this is a good rebound for Texas to you know go ahead and continue their winning ways. I wish the spread was a three point spread, but I'll take the five. Yeah, I can easily see a three-point win here from Texas, which is why I'm going to go ahead. This is going to be my dog pick with Oklahoma State at plus five, strictly because of the defense. And I don't think that Texas has seen a defense like Oklahoma State yet, especially in the Big 12. They have yet to allow an opponent to score more than 25 points this year. It's a letdown game. This is a big letdown spot for Texas after an absolutely earth-shattering heartbreaker last week. Not to say that I don't think Texas is a good team, because I think they are. I think Texas wins this game. But with how good Oklahoma State's defense has been and how they've been finding ways to win, I, I'm, I'm going with the letdown for Texas, and I'll take a three-point win, so I'll take the dog. I always get worried when uh, when there's a higher-ranked team or, yeah, higher-ranked team giving points. Right. Um, that always worries me, and it's a good good idea for me to go ahead and back Texas there. Well, while we have you guys and we take a quick break from our college football action, be sure to follow me at Mr. Brad Thomas on Twitter, Miles at Miles on Sport, and follow the podcast at What's the Spread underscore. Let's get into some NFL action. Let's do it. Uh, let's go ahead and start with a uh, real good one that we already talked about today over on yes. Bankroll Blitz. So let's talk about the Chargers and the Ravens. The Ravens are three-point favorites at home. I'll go ahead and let you start. Uh, this was Operation Fade on Bankroll Blitz, and I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens. Listen, the Chargers' defense looked god-awful against the Browns. They you know, they still managed to pull off the win, which was phenomenal. Baltimore defense looked terrible too, but if I have to back a quarterback, it's Herbert versus Lamar. I'm backing Lamar all day, every day. My man threw for, what, almost 400 yards or something was freaking dynamic i made this crazy great parlay that where he could have broke the if he breaks breaks the rushing record he needs five more yards my parlay cash is 50 dollars to win 450 but they still got the win they did not look like they were going to beat the colts until like maybe the last five minutes of the game we'll see how that o-line hangs uh hangs tough against this baltimore team but i just can't back a team who's who's getting 87 percent of public love so i have to go with baltimore yeah, Chargers uh, coming all the way from the West Coast to play uh, this East Coast matchup here. I'm 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 going with the public. I'm going with the Chargers. Even before I knew where the money was going, I still could not resist the Chargers plus three line. You know, the the Ravens are finding ways to win. There's no doubt about that. But they had no business winning that game against the Colts last week, and it wasn't the first time that happened this season. Uh, and, and you know, I've 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 been impressed with what I've seen from Lamar, but I've been even more impressed with what I've seen from Justin Herbert this year. Chargers defense did look awful in that Browns game. That became some kind of weird Big 12 shootout. Absolutely (laughs) insane. Um, But I'll go ahead and go with the public here, and I'll take Chargers plus three. Cool. Sweet. So up next we have the Dallas Cowboys, who are four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road versus the England Patriots. Listen, the Cowboys are the best against the spread team. They are the highest bet team so far for public liability. I'm going to back the public here until something is – goes up with this amazing offense i am gonna back them it's gonna take for pollard zeke cd amari dak to get hurt for me to change anything they're they're the way that they're playing football is is phenomenal this offensive scheme by kellen excuse me by kellen moore is great okay so you have two great basket well you have two great route running tight ends sitting in the middle you have two great running backs 
And then you have two, and if you're not counting Gallup, three great wide receivers. It's just too dynamic to kind of think that the Patriots with a young quarterback are going to, you know, be able to pull off the cover here. I know the Patriots look god awful, but still got the win against the Texans. And listen, the one guy they got to worry about, Trayvon Diggs. My man has at least one interception in every game this season. Going up against a rookie quarterback, you know he's taking the ball away. Trayvon Diggs has been one of the coolest stories in the NFL this year after, you know, everybody seemed to be down on that draft pick, and he is just blossoming uh, into a star on that defense. And we talk so much about the Cowboys' offense, but how about the improvements this defense has made this year? I mean, it's unreal. I'm definitely back in the Cowboys. They're undefeated against the spread. So until you prove me otherwise, I'm going to ride that money train. For the first time in the history, I feel like, of me betting on uh, the NFL (laughs) – Vegas doesn't know what to do with the Cowboys. So now all of a sudden, because they always did, they always knew about the Cowboys, right? They always knew how to make their money. But now I'm not convinced that they know how to set the lines anymore. So so until they can prove that, I will gladly take the Cowboys minus four and a half. And if we're not even looking at the spread here, the Cowboys are just playing, you know, everyone's saying, you know, Super Bowl favorite, Bills, whatever. Listen, the Cowboys were my pick to win the NFC in the offseason. This is exactly what I thought I was going to see from this team. An improved defense. Yep. You got Trayvon Dix uh, stepping up. You got my main man, Micah Parsons, setting the world on fire. You've got an offense that is impossible to defend. You've got a healthy Dak Prescott playing at an MVP level. So I will keep riding the Cowboys until they show me not to. Love to hear it, man. I love to hear it. Up next, we have the Buffalo Bills traveling to the Tennessee Titans, five and a half point spread. Man, Miles, I really wanted to back the Tennessee Titans, but I can't do it, dude. Their defense is freaking awful. Buffalo Bills, 4-1 against the spread. Their defense has been playing lights out, and they have the MVP frontrunner, Josh Allen. I'm going to have to take the Bills, man. You know, they say it's more entertaining when you've got opposing sides, and (laughs) – I'm on the other side where I wanted to take the Bills. I'm going to fade the Bills two weeks in a row here. I'm taking the Titans plus five and a half. The biggest reason is just how insane Monday night football games have been this year. I mean, just completely unpredictable and all over the place. Bills, 13-3 and against the spread in their last 16 games dating back to last year. It's hard to go against. Um, so I've, I've got to think that eventually they're going to start skewing the lines just a little bit. But the Bills look good, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're they're proving me wrong because I, you know, I was I was saying how difficult it is to repeat success uh, in in the NFL, but they're doing it. I mean, and they're doing it with the same formula that they had last year. Yep, that's great. All right, let's that's go and end it with the Packers and the Bears. Packers are four and a half point favorites. Big rivalry. Why hasn't the line moved? <sighs> Man, that's my I don't question. Know. All right, I don't so know. I uh, this is another dog for me. I'm taking the Bears. I'm taking the Bears plus four and a half. Why hasn't the line moved? Is is a question for me. The Packers aren't exactly setting the world on fire right now. They're allowing teams to stay in the game. The Bears are the Bears, but they're still playing really good football on the defensive side, and they're leading the NFL with 15 sacks. I feel like very quietly they're gonna find a way to pressure Rodgers just enough to cover a four and a half point spread. I think Packers don't win by more than three, and I'm also gonna back my boy Justin Fields. Listen, Miles, don't tell anybody, but I think I have actually taken every single favorite in the NFL this week. Um, I'm going to go ahead and back the Packers. Packers, you know, their D-line has improved as the season has progressed. It's Aaron Rodgers versus Justin Fields. I have to go with the experience in the rivalry game. This is Justin Fields' first Bears-Packers game. 
I'm going to go ahead and take it. Like, I think it's going to be a letdown spot after that huge win of slowing down Las Vegas. I like, excuse me, I like the four and a half points, and I think that they do enough to cover. Also, big loss. Now the Bears are down to Khalil Herbert because Williams is on the COVID protocol list. It's going to be tough for them to get to get a lot of offense going. I feel you, man. A lot of disagreements there. So, <laughs> you know, just uh, take, take the size that you're, that you're most comfortable with, I guess, and just have some fun. This is a weird week, uh, by it's the way, in uh, college football, too. College game day going back to Athens for a second time is, is an absolute travesty, by the way. Yes. I, I think it's an absolute disgrace to the game. I cannot believe that ESPN is doing that. Anyway, that's, that's, a, whole, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Let's get ready for our next segment where we have a very special guest, Justin Bales, joining us. We will talk to you guys soon. All right, welcome into the goal line where we bring in our favorite handicappers from the Twitterverse to give us their best bets of the week. Today we have a very special guest, DFS Karma Content Manager, Justin Bales. You can follow him at Bales S. Justin. My man, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. I feel like college football has been crazy this year and it's always fun to hop on a podcast. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're so glad you're joining. How about you start us off with your first play of the weekend? Yeah, so first play is pretty gross. Um, I'm, I'm attacking UAB Southern Miss. I'm going to take Southern Miss and the points. I think that more or less it's just because of the two. It's over a two touchdown spread at plus sixteen. Uh, you have two run heavy offenses. Southern Miss runs the ball about fifty percent of the time. UAB is up at almost sixty three percent, which is seventeenth in in the country. And neither of the offenses are overly fast paced. So. You know, you're kind of just having the clock tick down the entire time, and neither one's really pushing it as much as possible. Both of them with solid run defenses. Uh, Southern Miss is about average 4.1 yards per carry so far. I believe they have a game in there against one of the top five schools in the country. So um, also pretty tough on them at that point. So I do I do kind of like their run defense at this. UAB also very good. They rank in the top 30 at 3.4. Both of them struggle with the pass defense, which I actually think will probably help Southern Miss a little bit more than it helps UAB, just because obviously if you have UAB running the ball over 60% of the time, it just really is limited what they're going to do with their passing attack. And then it's kind of just in a situation where we know that UAB is essentially better everywhere. They're pretty similar, except for UAB has the edge basically everywhere. It just so happens that Vegas opted to set this one at 16 points. I felt like it should be significantly closer to probably around 12, I would say. So we have a a bit of leeway there where um, I I would be fine, completely fine, betting it up to basically two touchdowns. I'll say I don't think I have bet Southern Mississippi uh, probably in my entire life. But your arguments are compelling, and I'm going to lay my money on Southern Mississippi plus 60. My, my whole family in Mississippi would be so excited to hear me say that. <laughs> well, go ahead and tell us what you got next. The second one, much better. More people probably are interested in betting it. I like Florida minus 11.5 against LSU. Essentially, you kind of know what you're getting with Florida, the elite defense. They rank in the top 25 of the uh, NCAA in yards per carry allowed. They rank in the top 35 in yards per pass allowed. So it doesn't really matter how you're going to try to beat them. And we know that LSU uh, essentially relies heavily on their passing attack, but does like to run the ball. They're just not elite at it. Um, So I feel like I kind of expect Florida to come in and dominate on the defensive side of the ball. 
And then offensively for them to win by over 10 points, you kind of need to decide whether you like the LSU run defense or if you trust Florida's running offense. I trust their offense. They're running the ball about 60% of the time, a little bit under that on the season. Obviously, Emory Jones adds a little bit more of a dynamic piece to their offense where you can't really just key in on the running backs. You have to be aware of everything that's coming down. And LSU has really struggled against the run. They rank outside of the top 100 in yards per carry allowed. Um, Even if you are making the argument that Florida is going to be one dimensional in this where they solely focus on the run, which I do honestly think that they uh, they probably do. It's more of a dynamic run game than just solely, here's the run, you have to stop it. It's kind of like, you know what Army's doing when they run the triple yeah. option. They're going to run the ball. They're not throwing it. That doesn't mean that every team in the country can stop it because it's such a weird thing. Florida's not that odd, obviously. Um, but when you put a guy like Emory Jones back there, a lot of different ways that they can beat you. The major concern that I kind of have here is that um, – Florida feels like they're in a little bit of a letdown spot with, I believe Georgia's coming up next week. The only major issue there is that Florida also lost what two weeks ago to Kentucky. Yeah. So it's not like they're in a spot where they can afford another loss here or anything. They have to win out. They have to look impressive. And then LSU, when you kind of look at their schedule and what they're running through last week, they had Kentucky. Then obviously they have Florida this week. Then their next three are going to be Ole Miss, Alabama and Arkansas. So it's not really uh, an overlooked spot or anything. They, they can't do that because they're playing so many good schools. But at the same time, it, it's kind of like the murderer's row part of their schedule <laughs> yeah. where you can't feel good about them against any of those schools, right? Yeah, absolutely. I like the bet even more against LSU. Uh, <laughs> and so I'll, I'll take Florida because I, I think Orzron's not going to make it through the season, especially with that brutal rest of the schedule. But, yeah, I will, I will gladly bet against LSU this weekend. I was the fool who uh, who teased LSU last weekend, thinking that uh, Kentucky would have a, a little look ahead spot. And boy, was I wrong! Boy, was <laughs> I wrong! I like I like Florida here. I I think that you know fading LSU is going to be very popular with their schedule coming up. Hey man, thanks for joining the show. Uh, you know, short and sweet, but we love your plays, guys. Be sure to follow uh, Justin on Twitter. It's Justin S Bales. That's right. That's correct. Right. Just want to double check. Bales S. Justin. Bales S. Justin. Man, I see, I, when I said it, I was like, that does not sound right. Bales S. Justin on Twitter. My man is a DFS beast, a betting beast. His content is freaking sick. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thanks for having me. Take care.